Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Hey, it's Monday morning. Time to wake up and get your Bustelo if you haven't gotten it yet. Like my son always says, God is so good. Can you guys hear me okay this morning? All right, all right. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I just thank you for today that this is the day that you have made. I pray for every one of my brothers and sisters, Father. I pray that you will just be with them. I pray that you will speak to us through your word. Let it be you and not us, Father God. I thank you for all that you're doing, Lord God. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, all right. We are in John 18, 19 through 40. All right, and my lovely Sandra is reading. All right, uh, starting with verse 19 here in the NIV version, it says, Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teachings. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby struck him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest? He demanded. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Annas or Annas uh, sent him still bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. As Simon Peter stood warming himself, he was asked, you are not the not one of the of his disciples, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest servants, a relative of the man whose Peter ear had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with him in the olive grove? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. Then the Jews led Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now, it was early morning. And to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness, the Jews did not enter the palace. They wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, what charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, the Jews objected. This happened so that the words Jesus had spoken, indicating the kind of death he was going to die, would be fulfilled. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, it was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it you've done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. 
If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason, I was born. And for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate asked. With this, he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no basis for a charge against him, but it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in a rebellion. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Wow. Okay. Stretch if you need to. You know, this is only a couple of verses, a couple of verses, but there's so much information in this particular verses. Because here in, in verse 19, it starts off, you know, that the high priest then asked Jesus. So they brought Jesus to this particular high priest, you know, and, and the high priest was questioning, you know, was questioning. And, and the thing is, who was this, this individual, you know, in, in John 18, 13, just before the passage that we read, it says that they, lay, they led him away to Annas first. Annas was, was the father-in-law, uh, Capius, the, the high priest at that year. But Annas held a high position, you know, he was regarded, uh, even though he wasn't the high priest then, but he used to be. So he had a powerful, powerful position, you know, and, and um, so it says that they led him to him. And he and on, on top of that, he was also the father-in-law of the high priest. It sounds like a family connection here, you know, that it, they brought him to, 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 to Annas first when he wasn't the high priest at the time. And then they started to question him, you know, uh, uh, of everything, and, and then Jesus answers, I always spoken openly, you know, there was nothing done in secret, you know, there was nothing said in secret, everyone that heard me heard the same thing, you know, and it doesn't mean that Jesus was speaking secretly with his disciples, because of course he spoke to them, As, of course he, they, he shared with them, but the main point here is, that Jesus was the same when he spoke to his disciples as when he spoke to the people, you know, because his word is always true and his word is always the same. In Isaiah 45, 19, it says, I have not spoken in secret in dark places of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare the things that are right. So he's always saying, what I speak is true. What I speak is the same. It does not change. It even goes into Isaiah 48, 16. He says, come near to me this. I have not spoken in secret. From the beginning, from the time that it was, I was there. I And now the Lord God and his Holy Spirit have sent me. So he's speaking the truth. He's speaking the word of, of, the, of the father to us, you know, and then he goes into verse here, 21. He says, why do you ask me? Ask those that have heard me, <laughs> you know, so if you have people, if, you, if they're talking about me, bring them, 
bring them in, you know, ask them the question, you know, ask them the question, why ask me, you know, so, you know, you're going by hearsay, you're going by hearsay here, uh, and, uh, and he says, ask them, and then verse 21, and he says, and when he has said these things, one of the officers struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, you know, and, and pretty much, you know, when you, when you think about it, you know, Jesus was not saying nothing wrong. He was not saying nothing negative. He was saying the truth. Jesus always spoke the truth, you know, but at, at this particular officer, he must have been thinking about it back in the book of Exodus 22, 28. He says, you shall not reveal God, nor cause a ruler, curse a ruler of the people a ruler of the people. So they had this particular law in place, you know, that do not talk about the rulers, you know, of the people. And, and he probably just took that out of content because Jesus was not speaking, you know, against this particular ruler. He just said, ask the people, you know, ask the people, you know. And then in verse 22, Jesus said, answer him and said, if I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil, you know. You know, where, 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 where is the information? Where is the, the, what you have against me? You know, and, and they couldn't prove anything. Jesus, you know, he never violated the law. He never sinned, you know, so he was innocent through all this. And this goes to show you that sometimes, you know, we will be judged. We will be, we will be talked about, you know, you know, we will be accused of something. And sometimes, you know, and, and that's the way the enemy works. The enemy works to come and bring confusion, try to bring doubt, try to bring division, you know, to us by whispering things that are not. So we need to be careful that who are we listening to, you know, and where are these words coming from, you know. And at this particular point, Ananias, you know, you know, verse 24, he sent him to the high priest. He sent Jesus to the high priest. And, and because, you know, he really couldn't get nothing out of him. You know, he was probably trying to get information so that way he can present it to the high priest so that he can really have something against Jesus. And guess what? At this particular point, he has nothing. He has nothing. But now look how the word, how the word changes here in verse 25 that it goes into Simon Peter, you know. And it says in verse 25 that Simon Peter stood to warm himself because he was cold that night. Therefore, he said, someone said to him, are you not also one of his disciples, you know, to Simon Peter, you know, and what does he says? I am not. So Peter, you know, previously, you know, he denied. Now here again, he's denying. And it says, and then in verse 26, it says, one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him, whose ear Peter cut off said, did I not see you? in the garden with him. So he was being questioned. Peter was being questioned of who he was. And of course, Peter at this time, you know, he, he was scared. He didn't know what was going to happen. But guess what Peter does? Because, you know, when we are afraid, when we are scared, and when we are running, you know, we'll say anything sometimes, you know, because we don't have our minds clear. And then Peter, at this particular point, Peter denied him again, and immediately the roosters crawled, you know, and this, and this just goes right back, you know, what was said before, but in Matthew 26, 75, 
The other version says, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord. So Jesus already talked to him about this. You know, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. You know, and in that particular verse, he said he went away and wept bitterly. So he was he was broken for what he has said, you know, because he did not stand for what he was talking about, because Peter was a man of action. Peter was the one that drew that sword and cut the servant's ear. Peter was telling Jesus that I will never leave you. And here, guess what happens? Guess what happens? He denied Jesus. He denied Jesus. But look, but his heart was broken about it. And then in Luke, and Luke, this is this is a very powerful one. And Luke 22, 61 and 62, it says, and the Lord turned. This is when, when Jesus was being questioned, when Jesus was, was being tortured. And apparently Peter was in a distance that he could see Jesus in this particular verse. And he says that the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he has said to him, before the rooster crow, you would deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. You know, again, Peter saw the, the, the teacher, the master, the, you know, his savior. He saw him and he remembered. And I, and I could just imagine what Peter was going through because he was looking at, at, at Jesus he was looking at Jesus, the one who told him that you would deny me. And here he denied him. And just as the Lord has said, the word came to be, you know, the word was spoken, you know. And in John, in John 13, 37 and 38, Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life. This is before. And Jesus answered him. Will you lay down my life, your life for my sake? And this is when he told him all this. So this was a conversation that, that back in, in John 13, Jesus and Peter had, that the Lord told them, that the Lord always wants us to be prepared. You know, I, I believe that Jesus all along was preparing Peter. The Lord does not allow you to go through any difficult times in your life unless you are prepared. He doesn't set you up for failure. You know, that's why it's so important that we know scripture, that we know the word, because the Lord is constantly speaking to us, just like he was constantly speaking to Peter. And just like this particular portion about Peter is in the middle of, of Jesus being questioned by the high priest. So Jesus, you know, so they put this piece right here about Peter, you know, it's for us to understand that, you know, we will have, you know, difficulties in our life. We will go through things. But if we have the word of God, if we have the word of God, the word of God will sustain us. The word of God will give us instruction. The word of God will help us to see clearly, help us to see clearly beyond, you know, where we at. We are where we at. Because, you know, in John 16, 33, it says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. You know, that in me. So Jesus, the word of the Lord is for us to have peace. And he's telling us that, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have uh, tribulation. In other words, troubles and difficulties. Situations will rise up. You know, people will lie about you. People will talk about you. People will uh, offend you. You know, people will reject you. You will have storms. But be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world, you know, and, and this is right before 
at the, you know, at the chapter 18, that the Lord was constantly encouraging us, constantly telling us, you know, what, what he wants to do for us and, and for us to maintain in him, you know, and I, and I looked up, uh, you know, this particular, this particular verse, and then and it just took me to Isaiah 6, it says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and the name, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We can have peace when we go through situations. We can have peace when we are in the middle of the battle. We can have that peace, but only, only if we know the word of the Lord, because the Holy Spirit will remind you of this. And that will give you the, the encouragement, that will give you the, the, the strength that you need to go forward, you know, and in Romans 5, 1, it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have this peace. We have this peace. And his word also says that, you know, that we will have trials, you know, and in John 15, 19, and all of these is coming back from that, this particular book itself, that Jesus already was spoken to them. He says, if you were of the world, the world will love his own yet because I have because you are not of the world but I chose you out of the world therefore the world will hate you so yeah that's right when we are we are in the world but we're not of the world and guess what the world will hate us things will not always go right there will be difficulties there will be things that will happen you know we will have storms that we're going to have to go through situations will rise up but you know what the lord is saying be of good cheer you know be of good cheer god jesus himself was encouraging us as he has been walking you know as he came into jerusalem and this whole week that we that he's getting ready you know for and then they, and they and they're going to they want to they crucify him here you know as he was coming to this particular point in his life he was constantly encouraging you and I, you and I, to focus on him, focus on his word, you know, lead unto him, you know, because, you know, in John 14, 1, it says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus, again, saying, you know, do not let your heart be troubled. And in this season and of our lives, you know, I'm, there's a lot of trouble out there. There's a lot of difficult situations out there. Also in John 14, 27, peace I leave you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let, neither let yourself be afraid. You know, be not afraid. Do not be troubled, you know, for have the peace of the Lord. The peace in the middle of the storm, the peace in the middle of situation. And you know what? You know, I was thinking about the word and I was thinking about what the Lord has done for us, you know, and we go all go through different situations. And sometimes they rattle our world. And sometimes we don't know what to do or how to do it. You know, but yet again, God is also telling us as believers that we need to look at ourselves too. You know, because we see everybody's situation, everybody's having, maybe having a hard time, but God is telling us to be merciful with one another, to love one another, 
to encourage one another, you know? And, and I was meditating on this. And, you know, so, and, 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 and I was kind of convicted because, you know, I was thinking about this. I said, man, man, have, have I missed the point? Have I missed, uh, you know, meeting somebody's need? Have I missed, you know, you know, calling somebody? Have I missed, you know, something? Did I offend anybody lately? You know, because when you read the word of God, you know, conviction comes in, you know, conviction comes in. So, you know, this morning, you know, if I, if I say something, if I, if I, you know, did something that, that, uh, you know, offended you or, or, you know, or you was not happy with me, you know, and I apologize, you know, why? Because I want to make sure that we are good. I want to make sure that we are good because I speak very fast sometimes, you know, and, and I don't want to make sure that I don't miss the mark. So, so my brothers and my sisters, you know, as I am being convicted by the word of the Lord, as I am reading it and I'm seeing the love of God. You know, if I miss the mark, you know, and I'm sorry about that. And I will try to do better. And, and that's just the Lord, you know, convicting me. Because sometimes, like I said, we may say something. We may do something that may offend somebody. You know, we may not meet somebody's need. And they might not, and they might be, you know, you know, upset with us. But, you know, I want to make sure, you know, that, that my, plate's, my plate's clean, you know. And I, come be, and I come before you this morning and I say, whoa, you know, I'm being convicted of this. So I better make sure that I lay it out there, you know, and along with this, you know, God is telling us in his word, you know, in Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. You know, in the middle of this crisis, in the middle of this situation, you know, and Jesus himself was in the middle of crisis. Uh, come on now. He was in the middle of crisis. He was being questioned. You know, he was being judged, you know, and it, and, it, and, it was, and it was not right. They had nothing on him. But yet, but yet, you know, God was giving us his word. And he's saying, you know, he was thinking about Peter here in this portion, you know, and he's telling us and he's telling us in this, I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, you know, and, and, and it goes right into right into the verse uh, 38. Look what it says. And, and Pilate said to him, what is true? Because he was talking to Jesus. And when he has said this, he went out again to the Jews. And he says, I find no fault in him at all. I find no fault in him at all. Jesus was being question jesus you know was 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 being judged our father our savior was being judged and 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 yet Pilate says i find no fault you know i don't see anything anything that the, anything that the jews were saying he says he's not he, that's not what what i'm getting out of this you know and 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 guess what we know when there's sin and people are blind People do all kinds of crazy things. People, you know, react differently to different situations. And he goes into verse 39. It says, but you have a custom, he tells the people, to release someone at Passover. Therefore, do you want me to release the king of the Jews? So he was telling them, hey, Jesus can be set free. We can release him because apparently he found no wrong with him. 
but yet he was under pressure. You know, he was under pressure from the people. And you know what? And sometimes, you know, when we're under pressure for individuals, you know, we got to be careful what we do. We got to be careful what we say, because pressure will cause us to do what we shouldn't be doing. Pressure will cause us to even do the wrong thing. Therefore, that's why we need to make sure that we embrace the word of the Lord, you know, and when he's telling us to be patient, when he's telling us to come down and we're, ah, come on now, you've been there. I, mean, I used to have a full head of hair, you know what, but my daughter, you know, ah, you know, she made me pull my hair out, you know, but you know what? It's so good. It's so good. But we go through crisis. We go through difficult situations. And, and right here in the middle of crisis, you know, these individuals, you know, you know, they were blind by their sin. They were blind because they, 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 they were upset with Jesus. And what did they do? They said, they said oh, we don't want him. We don't want him. He says in verse 40, and they all cried again, saying, not this man, but Barabbas, you know, Barabbas, he was a robber. Not only that, you know what Barabbas stands for? The son of the father. That's what his name stands for. So they wanted this particular son of the father that was a sinner, that he was considered a, 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 a domestic terrorist at that time. He was a bad man, but they, they wanted him to be released instead of the true son of the father, Jesus Christ, being released. That's what sin does. Sin blinds us. Sin brings confusion. Sin brings doubt and fear. And we can make wrong decisions. Even trying to be a good believer and a good Christian, we can make the wrong decision if we move in fear you know if we react in fear to what's going on you know that's why you know the verses that I was reading beforehand you know beforehand you know and then that I was saying I be anxious for nothing you know you know let your request be, be known to God let my peace be upon you let my joy be upon you you know, and that's what Jesus, you know, even though he was going through all of this and he was going through all this, this questioning in the court, you know, yet he laid a foundation for each and every single one of us that he says, with me, all things are possible, but without me, you can't do nothing. You know, with the Lord, we will have the victory. No matter what, with the Lord, we will have the victory. But he wants us to make sure that we focus on him, you know, and not on the situation. The situation can cause us to go on all different ways, in all different directions. And here, all along, you know, Jesus is instructing us on what to do. So much that they put even Peter in the middle of this particular chapter, you know, while Jesus is being questioned. They just snuck those couple of verses in there about Peter, you know, because what well, Peter's story is the way that, that the Lord functions a lot because he prepared Peter for this. He prepared Peter before the, his particular storm, 
you know. Later on, when Jesus is resurrected, he even says to his disciples, you know, when they when they has when they saw that he was resurrected, he says, and tell Peter also. You know, he wanted to make sure that Peter was included. You know, that's how much love he has. That even though Peter messed up, Peter wept before the Lord and the Lord forgave him. You know, so here Peter denied him three times, you know. But what happened with Peter? He wept before the Lord. He went back to the Lord. He said, Lord, I messed up, you know. So there ain't nothing that you're going through that the Lord cannot forgive, you know. There's no situation too high that they can, that cannot be resolved. Whatever storm you find yourself in, we have a Christ, Jesus Christ, that will help us in the middle of the storm. And guess what? And in the middle of his storm, he can give us his peace. He can give us his joy. He can give us his strength, you know. But what we need to make sure that we focus on the Lord because he's doing it for us. And especially on this season that we're living in, you know, that Jesus, you know, came in to Jerusalem victorious, you know. He was being worshipped, you know. And Pastor Jason was sharing this yesterday, you know. You know, he knew, well, Jesus, when he came in, he said the same people, that were worshiping him and laying palms on the, on the road, the same people were going to turn around and a week later and say, crucify him, crucify him. But yet he still did it. He still pressed on. He moved on. Why? Because he loved you and he loved me. And it is because of his grace. It is because of his mercy that this morning, my brothers and sisters, we can be here together and be hearing the word of the Lord. The Lord telling us, I love you. I love you. I love you. Sometimes you don't hear that enough. I love you. That's what the Lord is telling. I did it for you. Every single one of us. Because Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew what was coming. But yet again, he just held on. And he says, I'm doing it for them, for you and me. So this morning, as we come to a conclusion, you know, in this particular short verses that we just read, always know that all things are possible if you believe. If you hold on to the promises of the Lord, if you hold on to what he already has given you, you don't give up. You don't throw in the towel. You know, you got to hold on. Because in the middle of the storm, you can have peace, his perfect peace, not the world's peace, because his perfect peace is supernatural. Supernatural peace takes you beyond the understanding that you know and that you have. Supernatural peace will guide you through the fire and the fire will not consume you. Because the word of God says, as I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. We'll go through the fire. We'll go through the storm. But guess what? Jesus already said, you will have tribulations. You will have difficult times. But fear not, I have overcome the world. And if the Lord already overcame the world, he's telling you and I, you can overcome 
your situation. You can overcome the world. You can overcome what you're seeing. You can overcome the sickness. You can overcome this debt. You can overcome the frustration. You can overcome in your home, in your family, in your children, in your marriage. You are an overcomer. You know, with me, all things are possible. That's what the Lord is telling us this morning. So please be encouraged that our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, he's right there with you and he's holding you and he's telling you, you're going to do okay. You come a little bit longer. Sometimes the fire gets pretty hot, you know, and it gets pretty difficult. And you want to, oh, you want to scream. Have you ever wanted to scream before? I scream all the time in my privacy of my house. <laughs> oh, Lord. But you know what? Because God's saying, you're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Why? Because he paid it all. He did it all for you and me. So my brothers and sisters, focus on his word, focus on his truth, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will, and he is directing your path. So again, my brothers and sisters, have a blessed week as we continue this week, Holy Week, you know, as we draw near to God. And again, I truly, you know, once again, once again, if I messed up somewhere along the line and I offended you, I apologize, you know, because, you know, this is a, a week that we have to examine ourselves, a week that we have to look upon ourselves. And what Pastor Brendan always says, hey, we all stink every once in a while. He's always going like this. You know, and how many times he's been to freedom? He keeps saying seven, eight times, you know, so we all need more. We all need refinery. You know what I mean? But God is good. God is wonderful. So I pray that the Lord will bless you. I pray that the Lord will keep you. Father God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for every one of my brothers and sisters, Father. I pray that you would just meet them where they're at, that you would just speak to their hearts, Father God, that you, O Lord, will calm the storm that's around them, my Lord God, the difficulty that they may be facing this morning, that through you all things are possible, Father God. You will change, Father, the direction of the storm, Father, if you will, Lord. So, Lord, I pray, my Lord God, that the storms, my Lord, will start to cease and that they can see you clearly. They, they can see beyond the waves, beyond the wind blowing, Father, and that they can see you and that they can be comforted in that, that your word says that you will never leave them, you will never forsake them, you will never abandon them, Father. You are faithful in all your ways. You are true in all your ways. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to be doing throughout this week, Father, and I pray that you will just bless all my brothers and sisters, Father, in a mighty way. Meet their needs according to your riches and glory. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week. We see each other soon. God bless you.